It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Uh, welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Wednesday, June 15th. Halfway through the month of June. Thank goodness. These rolling blackouts... Over in Louisville, anyway, you're killing me. I don't know why this happens. I don't know if it's a heat thing, an LG&E thing. I didn't have electricity for about 40 minutes the other day. And then I found out that it was rolling over from neighborhood to neighborhood. Found that out yesterday. So my, my, my um, home went from 67 degrees, 68 degrees, to 79 in about 40 minutes. And, man, when it gets up there, it's hard to get it back down in this heat. All right, that's my first complaint of the day. Get ready, because grumpy old man is here today. Right? He's here. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, Thornton's text line is open as well. Get your text into the show at 502-414-1450. By the way, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member win $10,000. That's going to go all summer long with a grand prize at the end of the summer of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. That's not the only way you can win. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, Bud Light 12-packs, hot dogs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash and if you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one now. Text REWARDS to 80313 today. Phoenix Hill Richard just texted me, yeah, my house was like a sauna. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to get off that for, for a minute. I'll probably get back to it because I'm still angry about it. Golf movies tomorrow. Tony Burke will join me in studio. He's usually here on Wednesday. He will instead be here on Thursday. Because we're leaving from the studio tomorrow to go play at Old Capital Golf Club. Yeah, Old Capital Golf Club. I was there Friday, loved it. A buddy of mine said, let's go play there. Uh, Slugger from Audubon Park. So he got a tee time, 2 o'clock tomorrow. Hopefully I can make it, get out of here by 1. That should be plenty of time to get up there, get a couple swings in on the range, and then uh, then play some golf in uh, 98 degrees in the shade. I can't back out now, right? Can't back out now. But golf movies tomorrow in honor of U.S. Open Week. I've got the odds with me. We're going to go through the odds today. This is the U.S. Open with some Live Golf Tour players. And some of these guys had a few things. Some of the PGA guys had a few things to say yesterday. I watched a lot of Golf Channel last night. By the way, what do you do and what did I do uh, specifically last evening when there is no NBA Finals to watch and there is no NHL Stanley Cup Final to watch. I still don't know why it's the NBA Finals, but it's a Stanley Cup Final without an S. But that's, you know, it's like military intelligence. I don't understand that oxymoron. But in any event, nothing to watch last night. I watched, tried to watch a little baseball. But what do you watch when you don't have anything to watch? I love true crime documentaries. I watched a very disturbing Netflix documentary 
called Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey about uh, fundamentalist Mormons. That was four hours long. I did that over the last few days. That's a, that's a difficult watch. But I thought, no sports. Let's watch some sports movies. The Replacements, which I'd never seen, by the way. You can't give me grief for not seeing that movie anymore because I did sit down and watch it. And Hustle, the new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix about an NBA scout. Uh, fantastic. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Baseball standings. Um, we're about we're more than a third of the way through the season. The Yankees just keep on winning. Uh, the Braves have won 13 straight, even though they had a bad injury a couple of nights ago. Dodgers back on the winning track yesterday, but they're not scoring any runs. And this could be this could be a little concerning if you're Dave Roberts and the Los Angeles ownership. Who has the most NFL playoff wins in history? Uh, the answer is simple. There's a tie at the top, though, actually. So who's tied for the most NFL playoff wins? We'll talk about that. But we open with U.S. Open odds. Brookline starts tomorrow just outside of Boston. When you think of Brookline, uh, and this ties in with golf movies for tomorrow, My again, Slugger from Audubon Park sent me a text last night and said, you know, you talked about Brookline being the site of the 99 Ryder Cup where Justin Leonard hit the 100-foot putt to basically clinch it for the Americans. That's also the spot where the movie The Greatest Game Ever Played takes place at Brookline, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, where Francis Wiemet had a game against Bobby Jones and I think Ben Hogan. I have to look it up, but I've got my phone here. I can look it up at the break. That was at Brookline also, and that's a movie I have to revisit. When we get to golf movies tomorrow, it's pretty simple. There are three at the top. I've got, I sent the text out last night. I've got great response. You can text your top three golf movies to me if you'd like, 414-1450 on the Thorns text line. I will add those votes into the final results. But there are three at the top, right? And I'll do this alphabetically if I, if I know the alphabet. Let's see if I can do it alphabetically. There's Caddyshack, there's Happy Gilmore, and there's Tin Cup. Everybody sort of knows those three. And then golf aficionados and people who love uh, dramas more than comedy will tell you the greatest game ever played is on that on the list of really good sports uh, golf movies. And the other one is uh, The Legend of Bagger Vance with Will Smith and Matt Damon. So in my opinion, and I haven't looked at the results yet, but those top three are going to be the top three in some order or fashion. The next two will be those two. After that, look, I looked up golf movies on the old Google machine last night. There's not a lot to choose from. Caddyshack 2, I don't think that's on anybody's list. There's a true story about Ben Hogan. That's old. There are some older movies from the 40s and 50s where golf is, is a major player in the in the movie itself, but it's going to be interesting tomorrow. I did golf movies thinking, well, you know, it's U.S. Open week. Let's go ahead and do golf, get that out of the way. There's plenty of golf movies. Well, there's really not. There's really not. But the U.S. Open starts tomorrow at Brookline. A lot of the uh, current tour players, like Billy Horschel, um, Brooks Kepka, who didn't say much, 
Rory McIlroy was asked in his uh, interviews uh, and some other guys as well about the Live Tour. And the one thing that the PGA Tour players are upset about, it's not about the money. It's not about these guys taking advantage of the money. It's about guys like DJ and Phil saying they're trying to grow the game. That was the buzzword yesterday during most of these interviews, whether it was on the course or in the press room at the U.S. Open. These guys say they're trying to grow the game. Well, what have we been doing? Billy Horschel, I thought, put it great. He said, what have we been doing? What have they been doing for the last 30 years? They haven't been growing the game for the last 30 years. How much of that $100 million or $40 million that these guys are getting, are they taking $5 million and putting it into the first tee? Are they taking some of this big paycheck and helping grow the game either at home or abroad? Or are they just keeping that money? How are they growing the game? They were over there for six days. Now they're back here in the States. Four of the eight tournaments on the Live Tour are in the United States of America. Maybe five, but at least four are in the USA. How are you growing the game abroad if you're playing these tournaments here in the States? So a lot of the current tour players um, didn't like that wording. We're growing the game. Prove it. Prove it. Take that paycheck. Put it back into the game. Put it back into building a course in a in a uh, in an area that that needs a golf course overseas, or even in the United States, a, a, an area that needs a golf course. You got, you know, you're Phil Mickelson. You got two hundred million dollars. Use forty million and build a golf course. I know you got to pay off your gambling debt, but you're trying to build the game here. Roy McIlroy also pointed out that a lot of these guys. And, uh, you know, Taylor Gooch excluded, are not, you know, their best golf is behind them. Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson's 37, um, Sergio, Ian Poulter. Maybe their best golf is behind them. So money grab, take the money, and play a little golf for a few years here. Everybody's happy. But the guys that are his age, he says, are probably, for the most part, going to stay on the PGA Tour because their best golf is ahead of them. John Rahm had the best comment of all. The Spaniard said, hey, you know what? I talked to my wife about it. He was honest. He was offered. He didn't say how much. And he said, I talked to Kelly about it, and we came to the conclusion, is this going to change our lifestyle? If If I make, let's say, $400 million on this tour, take the guaranteed money, then win some tournaments. Is it going to change my lifestyle? Am I going to change my lifestyle because I've got that much more money? And he said no, and he went even further in the honesty tree to say, I've got enough money now, I've won enough money that I don't have to pick up a golf club the rest of my life, we could live comfortably. We could live comfortably. Which, which is sort of like saying to Dustin Johnson and to Sergio and to Phil, you grab money you don't need. Now, Phil may need it to pay off gambling losses. I get that. But John Rahm was saying, how much money do you need, guys? We're getting paid a lot of money here on the PGA Tour. And guys that have won majors, Sergio Garcia, Louis Oosthuizen, Charles Schwartzel, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, if they go, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, guys that have won majors shouldn't 
shouldn't have needed the money that bad. That they forego their conscience to play golf in a Saudi-backed league or tour. And I love what John Rahm said. I'm not going anywhere because I've got enough money. You should have enough money, too, if you're on this tour. And if you're on the PGA Tour and you can play golf at all, you're going to make enough money. Make some cuts, you're going to make enough money. And if you can't make cuts, then go play on the Live Tour because there's no cut, and it's three rounds. Rahm also said no cut three rounds. That's not a golf tournament to me. A golf tournament is having to play well enough in the first two rounds to qualify to play on Saturday and Sunday. That is a golf tournament. That is pressure. What is the incentive for Dustin Johnson or any of these PGA former PGA players when they give you $100 million, what's the incentive to win those three-day tournaments? DJ played okay. He, I think he was one under. Finished top 10 over there. There's only 48 people in the field, by the way. Where's the incentive to compete? Right? Guys on the PGA Tour, Thursday, you know, you're, uh, you're trying to get off to a good start. You have to get off to a good start. If you shoot an eight over, it doesn't matter what you do on Friday. You're going home penniless from that weekend. Friday, make the cut. Saturday, moving day. There's pressure every day on the PGA Tour. If you're giving me $100 million to come over there and play and to play in eight tournaments, I have no pressure to win any of these tournaments. I've just made $12 bucks per tournament or thereabouts, without, and, and I can shoot 80 every day. There's no incentive to win. I think the Live Golf Tour and Greg Norman are eventually going to go the way of the USFL. The big difference is the Live Tour has plenty of money. The USFL and those owners, they were going to run out of money. That's why the USFL folded. They ran out of money. Saudis aren't going to run out of money. So they can keep it going for as many years as they want. At what point do they get bored with it and say, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to compete with the PGA Tour. The only thing I worry about is college players. Because how difficult would it be for a college player who wins the, the, uh, the national championship, whoever it is, to get offered four or five million dollars, come over here, you play three days, and you make the cut and you win prize money. How hard is it to say no to that when the option is you go to the Corn Ferry Tour, you struggle, you go to Q School, you try to qualify through the tour, Corn Ferry Tour, or you try to qualify at Q School. Here's how you, you know, good luck. Good luck. You don't have any money. You've got a probably if you won the NCAA championship, you got a little maybe a little NIL when you were there. Maybe you get some guaranteed money. You get to play in some big tournaments. Hopefully, you can make the cut. But for the most part, you're going to be on the Corn Ferry Tour, um, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, trying to make it work, trying to get that card. And the Live Tour and Greg Norman's going to say, "Hey, you won a national championship. Here's a here's a few million bucks. Not a lot, 
but a few million, come on over here and play. You don't have to wait to qualify for the PGA Tour. You're going to be on the number one tour over here. That's what I worry about. Because if you're a college player, PGA Tour legacy doesn't mean anything to you. doesn't mean anything. This is going to come down to will the majors eventually, and they're not going to do it this year except maybe the PGA Championship, will the majors not allow these guys to play? Will the Masters step up? Masters makes their own rules at Augusta. Will the USGA step up and say, you can't play in the U.S. Open? Well, they didn't do it this year. Taylor Gooch is playing. Phil Mickelson's playing. Dustin Johnson's playing. Sergio's playing. Louis Susan's playing. Will the, P- will the USGA say, all right, starting next year, these guys, if you play over there, you're not qualifying for U.S. Open. And will the Open Championship, uh, the Brit- formerly known as the British Open, will they do the same thing? That's the question. And the interesting part this weekend, this weekend to me, who gets booed? And what if Phil or DJ or Gooch or Sergio or Usti win the tournament? What if they win the tournament? Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll look at the odds uh, coming up after the break. Baseball standings, a lot to get to today. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back, Spears on Sports. Presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Love the intro. I know we're not allowed to listen to the whole song because you got to pay royalties or whatever, but uh, I, I'll be putting it on in the car on the way home. Um, it's Shady Rays time. There's no doubt about it. I've had mine on at the pool four hours yesterday. I spent over on Timberwood Circle. At uh, my buddy's house, had some some adult beverages, and uh, nothing like good old pool time when it's 110 degrees outside. Let me tell you about Shady Rays, independent American-owned company started in Kentucky, changing the way you wear sunglasses. Shady Rays offers the industry best combination of fit, style, and performance. No big brand price tag. Doesn't stop there at the quality. Shady Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty in all of eyewear. Every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose them, break them. Even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. Wear them with confidence wherever you uh, go, whether it's at the pool, at the lake, just out for a a nice drive in this cool weather we're having. Yikes. Also, 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order have been donated. Over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair. Return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays offering 25% off. You can try them. See what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout. 25% off all adult shades. I will tell you a story. Story time with Uncle John here. Uh, I was sitting around the house uh, yesterday. My buddy Randall turned 50. And I sent him a happy birthday text. He calls me, I guess, to get a – I thought it was just to get a a uh, vocal happy birthday. I thought he was sort of, you know, going a little overboard there. But, no, he wanted to know if I was 
truly impressed with Shady Rays, as I say on the show, or if it's, this was just advertising. You know, they pay for the spots. You got to say it. I said, no, man. Look, he, he had been on the website. He looked at some sunglasses. He was getting ready to buy them, and he said, you know what? I'm going to call Spears and ask him if he really has three pairs, like he says, if he really loves them. And I said, dude, go to the website. and Go back to the website and buy them. You just use the code BIGX, 25% off at checkout. I said, I love them. I don't like them. I love them. So uh, this is not one of those uh, commercials that where I have to, you know, pretend. I'm I am all about Shady Rays. In fact, at the pool yesterday, Tony Burke was there. Uh, Slugger from uh, Audubon Park was there. They both had the wooden framed Shady Rays on in the pool as well. So, no, not lying. Enjoy your Shady Rays. All right, let's look at some of these U.S. Open odds. The favorite, as you would expect, is Rory McIlroy after that big win at the Canadian Open last week. Rory's hitting the ball a ton right now, an absolute ton, um, 10 to 1. Now, look, if I could get the Warriors a month ago at 10 to 1, that's a pretty good price, right? Pretty good, 10 to 1. 10 to one's a steal on Rory McIlroy. It's just a steal. Justin Thomas, second pick, he's 11 to 1. Um, Scotty Scheffler, major champion, 12 to 1. John Rahm is 14 to 1. Cameron Smith, who played awful last week and a terrible final round the week before that, but still a great uh, golfer, 18 to 1. Then it starts uh, getting a little higher, 22 to 1. You got Jordan Spieth playing well lately, Matthew Fitzpatrick. And Xander Schauffele, the American. Colin Morikawa is a 25 to 1, along with Patrick Cantlay, Sam Burns, Shane Lowry, Will Zalatoris. Uh, those guys all 25 to 1. Victor Hovland, 28 to 1. After that, you get to the 30 to 1 and all of that stuff. Last guy on the board is Willie Mao. Yeah, M O U W. There's a bunch of guys uh, that are on the board, they are all 1,000 to 1. I don't I don't recognize any of the names, but a thousand to one. The good thing about betting golf is most of the time you're going to get a good price. Full disclosure: I had Justin Thomas last week. I bet him last week uh, at the Canadian Open, and he was tied with McElroy with with uh, two or three holes to play. So I had a shot, but unfortunately, JT bogeyed the last two holes. I had him at nine to one last week. Um, he bogeyed the last two. McElroy was, he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't miss anything last week. In fact, there was at one point, Justin Thomas in the fourth round last week at the Canadian open had five birdies in a row. He picked up one shot during that stretch on McElroy. They were playing together. He picked up one shot he had five birdies in a row. McElroy at one point birdied six out of seven holes last week on uh, Sunday. So, both those guys playing great. I think the move is to put uh, a little bit on each one of those two guys. You can get McElroy at 10 to 1 and Justin Thomas at 11 to 1. Seems to be a bit of a steal. Now, what's going to happen? One of these live tour guys is going to creep up the leaderboard and they're going to be there on Sunday, whether it's Oosthuizen or Sergio or uh, more likely DJ or Taylor Gooch. 
There, Dustin Johnson, you know, maybe he wins this thing. Let me find, uh, I didn't see DJ's odds. Uh, there he is. He's 40 to 1. Dustin Johnson, two time major champion, 40 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau, who's had the uh, wrist problem, he's playing. He's 80 to 1. Now, he might be a guy that's young that Rory was talking about that's best golf is already behind him. I don't know if that's the case or not. If if he was talking about DeChambeau, that is a shot. Shots fire. But 40 to 1 on DJ, 80 to 1 on Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau hasn't played well since that wrist injury, since he got this had the surgery. He hasn't played much, and when he has, he hasn't played well. But if DJ's up on the near the top of that leaderboard, you have to bet that all these PGA players and Jay Monahan, the commissioner, they do not want to see one of these guys that played in the Live Tour last week win the United States Open. They just don't want to see it. And I can't blame them. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, perhaps if one of these guys win, they're going to get get booed during the trophy presentation. That would be a first. You don't see that very often, guys getting booed at the trophy presentation at a golf event. Now, the fans yesterday, Phil Mickelson went out, played around, took some pictures after the round, signed some autographs. Uh, the fans were very cordial to Phil Mickelson. But I wonder what it's going to be like tomorrow at his tea time. What happens when the announcer says, from Phoenix, Arizona, or from San Diego, California, or wherever in the world he uh, – you know, uh, want you to believe he's from Phil Mickelson. Boo, boo. He's going to get booed, folks. He's going to get booed. I don't think uh, any question about it. They don't have tea times yet. Ah, there we go. Yeah, we got tea times. I thought you should. Uh, I want to know. Now, I'm like I said, I'm leaving the show tomorrow, going straight to our friends at Old Capital Golf Club, play around to golf. But I would love to be on the tee box or at least watching the television and also the pairings. I, w- I thought it would have been great if Rory was paired with, with DJ or Phil or one of these guys. Rory is with Hideki Matsuyama and Xander Schauffele. So uh, they are paired together. Um, as I scroll down the tea times here, looking for Philip J. Mickelson, I have no idea whether or not that's his middle initial. Uh, Justin Thomas, by the way, is with Victor Hovland and Tony Finau. Brooks Kepka, Cameron Smith, Scotty Scheffler. That's a star-packed um, pairing at this point. Dustin Johnson, by the way, is with Matt Fitzpatrick and Webb Simpson. Phil will go out at 147 tomorrow afternoon with Sugar Shane Lowry and Louis Oosthuizen. So there's two live tour guys in that threesome, uh, Phil and Louis. And they'll go off on the one tee at the same time on number 10, Gary Woodland, Justin Rose, and Bryson DeChambeau. So there you go. Some of the uh, marquee pairings tomorrow in the first round of the um, U.S. Open. Looking forward to that. But again, not going to get to watch much tomorrow. All right, uh, news just in from the NFL. 
uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, former Alabama Crimson Tide, has signed a four-year, $73.6 million contract that makes him the highest-paid safety in NFL history. Pittsburgh Steelers inking Fitzpatrick to keep him around for four more years. Uh, look, he's great. He's a pretty good coverage safety, um, but he's more of a come-up-to-the-line-of-scrimmage. He's more of a linebacker, it feels like, uh, although he will, you know, he'll play deep on, on uh, third and long. He's also a guy that comes up and supports the run. He's a beast. So that's a that's a I think a good signing, but again, the salaries, as they do in every sport, they just continue to explode. All right, who has the most NFL playoff wins in history? And who has the least for that matter? Uh well, you would say New England, right? Who wouldn't say New England? They've got seven Super Bowls, Super Bowl titles. They're tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers at 36. Dallas has 35 playoff wins. I heard a great joke yesterday. This week's weather is going to be like the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to peak in the 90s. Yikes. That's a great line. That's a funny joke. And it's also accurate. The Cowboys haven't been relevant since the 90s. They haven't been in the playoffs in a long time, or at least gone deep into the playoffs in a long, long time. So I was surprised at 35 playoff wins. Now, they won most of those with uh, Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach, back in the day, as we say. San Francisco's fourth on the list with 34. Green Bay, 29. The Raiders have 25. Who has the least amount of playoff wins in their history? Detroit Lions have one playoff victory in the Super Bowl era. One playoff victory. That's in 53 years? Well, that's tough. Because Detroit's been around this league a long, long time. Houston's got four. Arizona and uh, the St. Louis Cardinals have six. Jacksonville, seven. I understand that. Cleveland with seven playoff wins. That's not good either. The Bengals have more playoff wins in the Super Bowl era than the Cleveland Browns. The Bengals have eight. The Bengals also went to three Super Bowls. They lost twice to San Francisco, and they lost last year to the Rams. So they've been to three Super Bowls, which is, I believe, three more than the Cleveland Browns. Tampa Bay has 11 playoff wins. Tampa Bay was over in their inaugural creamsicle season. Vinny Testaverde at quarterback. They were awful. But Tom Brady's a quarterback now, and he's got a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they went to the playoffs again last year and won a game. 11 playoff wins in the Super Bowl era for the Buccaneers. By the way, the Rams, who won it all last year, 23. They're tied for seventh with Denver with 23. Uh, And that includes St. Louis Rams. L.A. Rams, or L.A. Rams, then St. Louis Rams, then L.A. Rams again. So there you go. Just something to chew on. I I looked at the list. I was surprised that Pittsburgh was tied with New England, but you got to remember the Steelers under Chuck Knoll had a great run, 
Uh, Bill Cower had a great run, won a Super Bowl. And uh, now uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, three coaches in the last, what, 50 years for the Steelers. That is called continuity. I will take a break. We'll look at the baseball standings. I got a couple of movies I watched to tell you about last night. All that and more. Final segment coming up. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cardiff. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the day. Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 502 384 1450. to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well. 502 414 1450. Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's is underway. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win $10,000. That's going to happen all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. You can earn additional entries by purchasing top select brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It is Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. You're not a Refreshing Rewards member. Text rewards to 80313 today. Go to the app, become a fresh Refreshing Rewards member, download the app of the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app if you don't have it. You can also save on fuel every day with your app. Tony Burke will join me in studio tomorrow. Golf movies will be the topic. We'll talk about some other stuff tomorrow because really, honestly, not a lot of golf movies to talk about. You can send your top three golf movies to the text line at 502-414-1450 as well. Bats lost last night at Durham in the opener of a six-game set, 4-3. to three. They'll be back at it tonight, 6.05 pregame right here on the Big X with Nick Curran, 635 first pitch. This is the anniversary of uh, when the, the movie came out in 1988, Bull Durham. So uh, what is that? 30, math was never my strong point. 34 years ago today, Bull Durham came out. Great movie. Speaking of movies, uh, I watched... You know, what do you do when there's no NBA Finals, no Stanley Cup Final on yet? Uh, what do you do? I watched a couple of movies uh, this past week. Hustle and The Replacements. Now, The Replacements, I, I got a lot of grief for uh, every time in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so that uh, I talk about sports movies. I love sports movies. Uh, I love movies in general. But anytime I said, yeah, I've never seen The Replacements, somebody would go, what are you kidding me? Shane Falco? Keanu Reeves is Shane Falco. Gene Hackman is the coach. Uh, coach McGinty. Have you never seen this? Well, now they can't give me grief anymore. PG-13, 2000 uh, is the year it came out. It's nearly two hours long, uh, ba- basically. And the movie will not does not address that it's uh, based on the NFL strike, but it was. It's a pro football strike. The owners hire substitute players. Keanu Reeves is... Fantastic is Shane Falco, the left-handed quarterback. Gene Hackman is Gene Hackman as only Gene Hackman can be as uh, Jimmy McGinty. Brooke Langdon, who I'd never really heard of. I think she was on the Friday Night Lights TV show, which I haven't watched either. Oh, you know, flog me for that one as well. She plays uh, the head cheerleader and love interest of uh, Shane Falco. Annabelle Farrell, 
Uh, Orlando Jones is hilarious as Clifford Franklin, the very speedy wide receiver who can't catch a cold. Faison Love and Michael Talaferro as uh, brothers on the offensive line and defensive line. Um, I found this very interesting. Uh, the guy that plays Wilkinson, Michael Jace, is his name. Uh, in the movie, he is let out of prison on a work release to play for this um, these replacement players. In real life, this guy was uh, sentenced to 40 years in prison after this movie came out, obviously, I think in 2002, for killing his wife, shooting his wife and killing her. Uh, yikes. Life imitating art, I guess. John Favreau, hilarious as the crazed SWAT member, um, Bateman, police officer who's a little bit over the, over the top. David Denman, and it was his first appearance in a film, played the deaf tight end, Brian Murphy, he would go on to be Pam's first boyfriend in the office. But this was his uh, first movie. Um, just Enrique Fons, you might know him from uh, Notting Hill as the kicker, Nigel Gruff, pub owner and place kicker. Uh, a lot of comic relief from him in this. Brett Cullen plays the NFL quarterback who crosses the picket line at the end. Eddie Martell, um, he's pretty good as a, a bit of a villain. You got a whole lot of John Madden and Pat Summerall. Jack Warden is in it as the owner of the team. Jack Warden, who uh, was also in football movie Heaven Can Wait. Um, he's fantastic as the owner. Just, you know, 6.6 .6 on IMDb. That's not exceptional. I thought the, the cheerleader scenes were overused. Uh, I thought the cheerleader tryouts where the strippers came in, that was a little, okay, whatever. Football scenes are pretty good. Uh, I know they worked a long time on it. It was filmed in, in Baltimore. Uh, football scenes are pretty good. The um, the romance between Keanu and the cheerleader, okay, I'm, I guess you got to have that somewhere along the way. Keanu Reeves looked like a football player. He looked like a quarterback. Uh, he was really, really good. So uh, I would recommend the replacements if you have two hours to kill. I'm not saying search it out. But I'm saying if you're if you're flipping around on Netflix and there it is and you got two hours to kill, okay, pretty good. Believe me, if I had seen it before we did top movies, top football movies, it's not my top three. It's probably not my top ten. But it's okay. You know what? It just, yeah, eh, it's a meh, meh. Uh, the other movie I watched was Hustle. Just came out on Netflix, 2022. Uh, rated R, an hour and 57 minutes. Here's the uh, rundown on IMDb. A basketball scout discovers a phenomenal streetball player while in Spain, sees the prospect as his opportunity to get back into the NBA. Adam Sandler's great. Now, he's had he had another movie, another Netflix movie, about a year ago, Uncut Gems, sort of a drama. This is more dramatic as well. This is not uh, Happy Gilmore or... Um, the the water boy, um, it's not uh, Billy Madison. This is this is a different thing for Adam Sandler. His, uh, Queen Latifah is great as his wife in this. Juancho Hernan Gomez plays Bo Cruz. He is the prospect that this Philadelphia 76er scout finds in Spain. He's great. Ben Foster as the team owner. Uh, Robert Duvall is the team owner. He uh, leaves the movie early. Let's put it that way. I don't want to spoil anything. But Ben Foster, his son, takes over the team. He's a pretty good villain here. 
Kenny Smith from uh, TNT Inside the NBA, former North Carolina Tar Heel, former Houston Rocket. He's got a, a pretty nice role as an agent. Anthony Edwards is spectacular. Anthony Edwards plays Kermit Wiltz, a University of Kentucky basketball player who is probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. And he's got a little edge to him. He's one on one here with with Bull Cruz, the the new the new kid on the block, the new prospect, the new hot thing. And Anthony Edwards has some great lines. And he is, if you didn't know he was a basketball player, plays for the T-Wolves, if you didn't know he was a basketball player, you'd think, this guy's a really good actor. Where, what's he been in? Well, he hadn't been in anything. He's been in Hustle with Adam Sandler. That's it. He is uh, spectacular. Um, the rest of the cast, you got a whole lot of cameos in this thing. Uh, by the way, Jaleel White, Urkel, He's in this movie as the vice president of player operations for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Mo Wagner is in this film. Boban. Boban from the uh, uh, Mavericks is in this film. Julia Serving has a couple of nice lines. Matisse Thibel. A lot of Sixers. Thibel, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, um, Seth Curry when he was a Sixer. Doc Rivers is in this. Dirk Nowitzki has a nice little cameo. I mean, NBA Players, a lot of them in this. Trey Young, uh, Allen Iverson's got a little cameo as well. 7.4 on IMDb. That's a really good rating. Um, I loved it. Uh, it's a little long, but, you know, just comes in at just under two hours. But I would recommend Hustle a lot sooner than I would recommend The Replacements. I'll tell you that much. It was great. It was fantastic. All right, before we get out of here, let's look at the baseball standings. The Yankees beat Tampa last night 2-0. They are 45-16 and now. The Yankees are going to win 120 games. I mean, Garrett Cole out-dueled Corey Kluber last night uh, of the Rays, two, Cy Young, two former Cy Young Award winners there. Um, Yankees are going to win 120 games. And at the beginning of the year, Dodgers were the team to beat, right? Dodgers were the team to beat. I mean, they they got Max Scherzer, who's hurt. He's going to be back soon. They they they're loaded with talent. They get at Freddie Freeman from Atlanta. They're loaded. Dodgers were the team to beat. Yankees are now without question. It's not close. They're the team to beat. Um, not only in the American League, I just think they're the team to beat. Period. Forty five and sixteen. That's a seven thirty eight winning percentage. Uh, that means after 100 games, you're going to be probably 74 and 26. Wow. 74 wins if they get there with, in 100 games with uh, 62 to play. They're going to win, they're going to win 115, maybe 120. If they, you know, barring injuries, barring anything unforeseen. Uh, twins still lead the American League Central. By the way, the Yankees have a nine-game lead over the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays, if, if you told Toronto at the beginning of the year, after uh, 61 games, you're going to be 36 and 25, they sign on the dotted line. Yeah, we're good with that. You're nine games out. The Rays are 10 games back. Uh, Minnesota leads the Central at 36 and 28. They got shut out last night. Uh, the Guardians of Cleveland got a win last night. They're within two and a half now. White Sox are the team to watch. They're still two games under 500, but talent-wise, probably the best team in the division. They're five games back. 
Houston uh, came from behind last night, trailed 3 nothing in the eighth, came back and beat Texas 4-3. to Houston's in first place in the American League West. Who's in second? Texas Rangers. I'm shocked. But they're eight and a half games back. National League East, the Mets win again last night. They uh, shut out uh, Milwaukee 4 nothing. Mets are 41-22. and So the New York teams, they're playing some great baseball right now. Uh, they are five games ahead of the Braves. The Braves have won 13 straight after that 10 to four win over Washington last night. Uh, now they were they were 10 and a half back. They're only five out now. Uh, we knew, or at least we thought, the Braves would bounce back here. We thought the Braves, you know, they're under 500. They're not going to stay under 500. We were right. Uh, 13 wins in a row. They're nine games over 500. Phillies have played good lately. They. Let one slip away last night. 8-4 lead at home. They lost to Miami 11-9. They're 9.5 out. In the Central, the Cardinals won a doubleheader yesterday, 3-1 and 9-1 over Pittsburgh, while the Brewers were losing. So the Cardinals now have a a 2.5 game lead over the Brewers. The other three teams in that uh, division are awful and are not going to compete. They're not even competitive, to be honest about it. Cardinals got an 8-2-thirds inning no-hitter out of Miles Mikolas last night. Uh, A pinch hit. Ground rule double with two outs and two strikes in the ninth spoiled the no-hitter for Miles Mikolas. Um, He threw 126 pitches. That's the most in the majors this year. I certainly hope he can make his next start and the one after that and the one after that and not have any injuries because I'm so sick of these managers taking these guys out. Oh, you hit 90 pitches, you got to go. 100 pitches, oh, that's overboard. He threw 126 last night, did Mikolas, only because he had a no-hitter going for eight and two-thirds innings. So the the Cardinals now with a two-and-a-half game lead in the Central. In the West, Dodgers beat the Angels last night, 2-0 in the freeway series. Uh, Dodgers are now 38-23, and 23, tied with uh, San Diego for first place. Padres were down 5 nothing, came back to beat the my lowly Cubs 12-5. Um, Dodgers have percentage point lead there, but they are tied for first with San Diego in the West. The Giants are in third at 35 and 26, just three games back. They beat Kansas City last night. And your Cincinnati Reds got another win. That's three in a row. They beat Arizona in 12 innings last night, five to three. Tyler Molly was fantastic. Nine innings, three hits, 12 strikeouts. Tyler Molly. Shut out Arizona. The problem was Arizona shut out Cincinnati as well for the first nine innings. But we got some runs in the next three innings, and the Reds win it 5-3. They'll be in Arizona for a 340 start today. Louis Castillo against Zach Gallen. The Reds are playing, I mean, they started 3-22. and They're 20-17 and since then. Uh, they are now 23-39. and They're in dead last place in the National League Central. They're not going to win anything. I get that, but look, they're competitive at least. Bats tonight, right here on the Big X, 6.05, pregame, 6.35, first pitch in Durham against the Bulls. Thanks for listening. Tony Burke in studio tomorrow. You've been listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.